0: in one lift off we
1: have a lift off hello and welcome to Erik Erickson From the resurgent.com trying to provide a greater explanation and information on what is actually going on in the Georgia election race, because so much of the national media is getting it wrong. And I'm just dumbfounded. The Associated Press is not calling the race. It's as if they have bought into the spin by the Abrams campaign. So right now we're in a situation where Brian Kemp still has a margin of victory in excess of 50,000 votes. The Abrams campaign uh, looks like they picked up about 2,500 provisional ballots in Gwinnett and DeKalb County, Democratic strongholds in the state uh, last night. And they still need Roughly 20,000 some odd votes to get into a runoff. I am told by reporters at the Atlanta Journal Constitution that they think when all is said and done, uh, Abrams would need about 18,000 votes now to get into a runoff, given some of the updated totals that have come in from overnight. Still, how many ballots are outstanding? Well, according to local and state officials, there are only 8,000 votes outstanding, which means she can't even reach the threshold for a runoff in the state of, or a, recall, or a recount in the state of Georgia. So what what is going on here? Well, the Abrams campaign has lists of people that they say were uh, their ballots were screwed up, they were denied ballots, their provisional ballots were rejected. Here's what's going on. The Abrams campaign encouraged people to vote by provisional balloting, and because of the provisional balloting that uh, people went through, the Abrams campaign believes that those provisional ballots should be counted. However, what we're finding, for example, Fulton County, uh, which is Atlanta proper, Fulton County had 3,700 provisional ballots. They rejected 1,600 of the 3,700 provisional ballots for primarily two reasons. One is a person was not registered to vote in that county or registered to vote at all. And the other is the person failed to return to show their voter ID by Friday at 5.30 p.m. Now, I want to play you some audio from my radio program. We had a lady call last night who claimed to have been a a voter registration worker for the Abrams campaign. Now, the reason that I'm treating her with credibility, we did not verify it. Uh, You do need to know that going into this. The reason I'm treating this as credible is because she is telling me on the phone on my radio program last night exactly what other Democrats have been saying the Abrams campaign did. Her story very much mirrors what Democrats are complaining about behind the scenes, what the Abrams uh, campaign did. Essentially, they overwhelmed the system with people requesting provisional ballots and are now complaining that the system was overwhelmed with provisional ballots. Listen to this phone call.
0: So I have to throw this out there. I'm a registered independent, so I can go whichever way the wind blows, depending on what day it is and what I hear. (laughs) Um, However, I was offered an opportunity to work for the Abrams campaign. And now looking back at it, it was a very bad decision because, you know, we lied to people. We were lied to, um, you know, when people questioned their abilities to vote. Um, we were explicitly told in training, you tell them to cast a provisional ballot with a receipt. Nothing else.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Nothing else. Um yeah, you know. You know th- so now- this, uh,
1: Amby, let me just tell you. Um, for, for those who think you're you're some sort of Kemp supporter who's just calling in and say this, I've heard this from from Democrats and Republicans that the Abrams campaign was actively encouraging people to ask for provisional ballots.
0: Very, very. Um, and I, I'm more than willing to submit pay stubs to you to prove that I actually worked for that campaign um, for approximately three months. Um, and, you know, I'm all about change. And, and, and if you're not happy with something, you know, you work from the ground up and, and you, you go from there. Mm-hmm. If you're not happy with your, your, your federal government, you start at your city level, your county level, and then you go to your state and you start making changes that way. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some things that I'm disappointed in um, at my age of 36. Um, however, you know, I really wasn't in a politics up until probably five years, six years ago. Right. Um, and then I realized what power I did hold as a voter. Um, and then, you know, be being a registered independent. So, like I said, I can go whichever way the wind blows that day, whatever, just kind of flip that trigger (laughs) that switch, Uh and I can just do whatever I want to do. Um, and I'm not bound to one party's ethics or, because I do ride the fence on several different things where, you know, I'm not democratic, but I'm not Republican either. And and I just fit independently right Right. there. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I went to work there, that was one of the first things that, that we were told was that if they ever questioned their ability to vote that you tell them they are to cast a provisional ballot with a receipt. Nothing mm-hmm. more. Right. That is it. I mean, and we are we were given roles of Democratic voters, and what doesn't make any sense is that they had us going to Democratic voters, and I, I get it now, but they had us going to Democratic voters who hadn't voted in, like, the last five or six election cycles. Right. So if they haven't voted in the last five or six election cycles, I don't think they're going to vote now. However, this is what they were instructing them to do. Mm -hmm. And then when it came to absentee ballots, they were telling blind people or elderly that were hard of seeing how to fill those ballots out. And that is not okay. Right. That is not okay. Um, That is not the integrity of democracy that we fought for back in 1776, you know? And to me, that just kind of, it kind of spoils the whole situation of, now you want to come back and say, oh, this isn't fair. That right. isn't fair.
1: Yeah, after o- overwhelming lifetime. the system. Yeah, yeah, like, Abby, I got to let you go there. Thanks very much for the phone call. That was Abby. Now, I have every reason to believe she was telling the truth. And the reason why is because Democrats and Republicans, both, as I mentioned to her, have been telling me the Abrams campaign was doing this. They've been saying for a while, this was part of the Abrams campaign strategy to overwhelm the system, get people to vote provisional ballot and and give people a grievance. This is why, for example, her campaign for months has been saying that the Kemp campaign was messing up the voter registration list, which isn't true. The Secretary of State's office does not actually tamper with or do anything with voter registration lists. Uh, They leave it up to local counties during election years in Georgia. That's been so badly misreported by the national media. It is a local elections issue during even-numbered years. It is a state issue during odd-numbered years. But the Abrams campaign, by overwhelming the system with provisional ballots and absentee ballots, could then say, look, there are all sorts of problems, and they've been working on shaping a media narrative to influence judges and and the public um, for the last year, saying, look at what the Secretary of State is doing, even though it wasn't true. So then they overwhelmed the system on election day, and look what happens. Um, They have a a pileup of provisional ballots. Here's the thing, though Uh, generally, provisional ballots in Georgia are rejected at about a 56% rate, uh, county to county. They are being rejected at about a 49% rate this year. People who were not registered to vote and tried to cast a ballot people who were registered in a different county and tried to cast a ballot. Um, so they're registered in County X and voted in County Y. Or people who showed up without a uh, photo ID. And those people, as Abby pointed out, they're they're given a receipt. They've got to show up uh, by Friday after the election and show their photo ID to have their vote counted. Now, the Abrams campaign has filed a lawsuit asking a judge to allow the votes of people who voted who voted in the wrong county. This is the grievance that they're pushing to the national media now, showing votes they claim were lawfully cast that are being rejected. But they're not lawfully cast. Under Georgia law, and frankly, the law of the other 49 states, uh, by and large, you cast a vote in a county in which you're not registered, your vote is not counted. And Democrats of the state of Georgia are very upset with the Abrams campaign because they think that her solution would require a more empowered Secretary of State's office. But there, my friends, is the key to what's going on now. I told you at the beginning of this episode, the Abrams campaign is not really in this to win it. They need more votes than there are outstanding to get into a runoff, let alone a recount. And they're not going to do it, and they know it, despite all of their grievances. This is not about the Abrams campaign anymore, and people listening to this nationally need to understand this. The Democrats in Georgia went out and recruited one candidate to run for statewide office, and it was not Stacey Abrams. The candidate the Democrats recruited is named John Barrow. He's a former congressman from eastern Georgia, the Augusta area. He ran as an all-shucks Democrat campaign. He ran a TV ad where he literally <laughs> said, I'm a Democrat, but I won't bite." I mean, that, that was his campaign ad, and the Democrats are trying to get him elected to the Secretary of State's office. The longer the Abrams campaign builds up grievances that the Secretary of State denied her an election, the more she can give her voters a sense of grievance, the more they can be fired up to turn out on December 4th for the runoff in Georgia for Secretary of State. They are very desperate, very desperate to win that election. They want one statewide office in Georgia. They are facing a Republican named Brad Raffensperger whose campaign was largely Metro Atlanta exclusive. uh, And that didn't work for him. He's the only Republican in a statewide runoff in Georgia because his campaign strategy didn't work. He didn't spend a lot of time outside the Atlanta area. And now he's having to scramble to do so when John Barrow has already laid the groundwork. So, the Democrats are trying to keep their voters inflamed, which is one reason, by the way, the Republican rhetoric is being so heated in Georgia, is they are also trying to keep people inflamed with the idea that the Democrats are trying to steal the election. Uh, This is all about the Secretary of State's race now that is not getting reported nationally, but locally the media is starting to realize what's going on here. There just aren't enough votes cast. There are about 3,000 absentee ballots in Gwinnett County, Georgia, that they are going to reconsider. The reason they're going to reconsider them is under Georgia law, as long as the voter has signed their ballot and you can identify them, then the vote has to be counted. Uh, Gwinnett County officials were rejecting absentee ballots that were missing birth dates and other information, but under Georgia law, that doesn't actually have to be provided if there are other ways to identify the voter. So they're going back through those 3,000 votes to see if they can count any of those absentee ballots. If you're charitable and you give 100% of those 3,000 votes to Stacey Abrams, you've got to look at the remaining outstanding provisional ballots in Georgia. There are about 8,000. Now, there's a federal judge who has ordered Georgia to go back through and look at all the provisional ballots to see if any more can be counted that were rejected, but she's not actually ordering them to count them. She's just telling them to go back through and see and then notify the voters whether or not their ballots were rejected or accepted, which under Georgia law they've got to do. Just Normally, they do that after certification. The judge is ordering them to do that before certification. So she's not actually ordering new votes into the voter pool. So if you take the outstanding 8,000 provisional ballots and you take the 3,000 absentee ballots in Gwinnett County, add those together, you get 12,000 votes. If you give 100% of those to Stacey Abrams, which is actually probably not the case, but just less to be charitable, give her 100% of the outstanding provisional and absentee ballots she still doesn't meet the threshold for a runoff or a recount. So all of this theater has nothing to do with Stacey Abrams at this point. It has everything to do with the Secretary of State's race and keeping Democrats mobilized. That is what is happening in Georgia. Now... Before we get out of here, just a quick housekeeping note. Uh, We're actually going to be expanding the Resurgence podcast and my radio show. We're also expanding the Resurgent and building up the platform. And frankly, we need listener help and we need reader help from the Resurgent. If everyone who listened to this podcast or read the Resurgent donated just $10. We would be able to buy all the equipment we need to expand the radio and and podcasting product. We would be able to pay for the complete redesign and we'd be able to fund the resurgent for the next year. We just need $10. If you're willing, text the word support to 345345 and I'll send you back the donation link. Text the word support to 345345. I'll send you back the link where you can support the resurgence efforts. Thanks very much.